what's up everybody yes i'm still alive i know it's been a minute since uh since the last episode got a lot going on work has been kind of busy um, i know that's not an excuse because at the same time i've been watching a lot of games um but you know it's kind of the summer sort of transition time um we did still have the uh CONCACAF Gold Cup going on, as well as the Olympic tournament for both the men and the women. Um, but now we're getting back into club football. Uh, the French League started this weekend. Um, Bundesliga starting this coming weekend. And, you know, everything is sort of getting, you know, ready to dive back into the uh, competitive club season. All these club friendlies are ending. Super Cups are about to start happening if they haven't already, as well as uh, domestic cups going on um a lot of transfer drama going on um but i would be remiss if i did not take the time even though you know it's been a while to say congratulations to the uh, u.s men's national team for winning the Concacaf gold cup um it's a stressful game to watch against mexico that you know u.s and, and mexico with canada i would say and costa rica the top teams uh within the confederation um Qatar is hosting the World Cup last year. They got invited to the CONCACAF Gold Cup, you know, this iteration. Um, and, the, you know, the game the U.S. played in the semi against Qatar, I was, uh, I was, I was hating on Qatar a little bit. They were, they were playing quite well. And the U.S. waited until the last possible minute to win that game, uh, you know, to set up another clash, I guess, a rivalry clash against our neighbors to the south. Um, in Mexico, you know, Mexico has been dominant. U.S. picked kind of a, I don't want to say an inexperienced team, but they selected a team of players that not a whole lot of people in the United States know about, even though the majority of them play here in the MLS. Uh, and I had my doubts, definitely had my doubts that they were going to be able to pull that off, especially against that good Mexico team. Um, but they did, and the U.S. has won the CONCACAF Nations League, the inaugural CONCACAF uh, Nations League, as well as the CONCACAF Gold Cup. So, U.S., we are the champions of North America and the Caribbean. So, congratulations to them. That was great. Um, it, it was it was a, it was a fun fun tournament to watch. So, um, still you know a little weirded out that they didn't select some of the players that uh, we expected them to. But congratulations to everybody that was selected. Congratulations to that team for winning it. That was that was a uh, that was special to say the least. So continental champions um you know there is no more fifa confederations cup uh, which i guess would be happening next year next summer maybe i guess they would do that but not gonna happen that tournament doesn't exist anymore so along with argentina and italy the u.s are champions of their confederation for 2021 until the next tournament which will be in 2023 um like i said great tournament but uh so now that's over then we had the olympic tournament which i'm not gonna lie i did not watch any of the football matches men or women um for the olympic tournament for the men's game i don't really enjoy it because it's it's under 23s i know that that sounds bad but i just i don't really like watching national teams when they don't put out their best teams or you know that they, they they're restricted in who they can select um as far as the women, I think a lot of it just had to do with time zones. Um, you know, I saw highlights or whatever, uh, but congratulations to the U.S. women. 
getting a bronze. I know, you know, there's been people talking trash about them. Oh, they fell off or they, you know, all the players are old or whatever. But whatever. After that, that uh, loss in the first match to, I believe it was Sweden, um, they managed to bounce back. They finished, you know, in a medal position. Congratulations to them, you know, being down. Uh, and, and mentally, I can only imagine how that affected them losing that first match. Uh, but they were able to bounce back, get on the podium, and, you know, congratulations to them. They can't win it all. They have to be the favorites going into the next Women's World Cup. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I did see something about some of the some of the older players. Um, you know, I didn't realize that Carly Lloyd, she's only a couple of years younger than me. I, I thought that she was for sure, like, in her late, late 20s. I don't know why, but... Um, I guess she, she has been around for a while, but I guess I always just thought that she was so much younger than me. Um, she's getting up there. Megan Rapinoe is getting up there. Um, you know, who knows? This may be the last time that we see them at an international competition, but you never know. You know, these are top, top professional athletes. They may be able to play for another four years. We don't know. We'll, we'll see what, what, what happens as the U.S. goes forward with the, their team selection. Um, but yes, for the U.S. men, U.S. women, um, in their respective tournaments, CONCACAF Gold Cup and the Olympic uh, Women's Tournament. Congratulations to both of them. Um, for the men, congratulations to Brazil for winning an Olympic gold medal. Danny Alves now has 44 uh, titles to his name, which is nuts. He's like 39 years old or 40, whatever. Um, has a gold medal now. That That's impressive. I mean, that, that's extremely impressive. And congratulations to the Canadian women for winning the... Uh, the Olympic tournament. Uh, overall, like I said, I didn't get to watch any of the matches, but you know, obviously there was there was some some good football to be played during uh, both of those tournaments for the men and the women. So, um, the saga that is going on right now with uh, Lionel Messi. This time last week, I you know after reading news reports, I was a hundred percent sure that he was going to resign with Barcelona. I think everybody thought that. Now, everybody knows that because of La Liga, they have essentially like a salary cap in place, sort of, um, that Barcelona wasn't going to be able to, they couldn't even register like a lot of the players that they brought in. So Sergio Aguero, excuse me, Sergio Aguero, he's been a member of the team for, I think, a month and a half now, and he hasn't been registered. I don't know if he played in any uh, preseason matches. Yes, Stuttgart played against Barcelona in Stuttgart, what, I guess like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Actually, that was last weekend. Um, Sugar lost that game, unfortunately, 3-0. But I don't think Sergio Aguero played in that match. Um, I know Memphis Depay did. I think he scored one or two goals against us. But um, I, I went into last week knowing that on Wednesday that Messi was going to sign that contract for, I think it was five years uh, with Barcelona. He could opt out after two or whatever. So on Wednesday, when it came out that he was not signing that contract, I think everybody went nuts. You know, I was at work talking about, you know, him signing for Stuttgart, which would be great because they wouldn't have to do, pay a transfer fee, just the salary, even though I don't think Stuttgart has the money to do that. But, you know, they can take out loans, whatever. He would generate a huge buzz. But I honestly don't even know if Messi knows where Stuttgart is located. So immediately once it was known that he wasn't going to uh, sign that deal, Paris, Chelsea, Man City, those names popped up. Unfortunately, Man City the day before spent a hundred million pounds, I believe it was, to sign Jack Grealish. Um, 
and then the following day, Messi said he wasn't going to be signing the deal at Barcelona. So we know how much Pep Guardiola loves him some Lionel Messi, but the timing was just completely off. So I think right now uh, it's down to PSG and possibly Chelsea. However, I've been reading that Chelsea is going to possibly or is in, in the process of uh, doing up a deal for Lukaku to come back to Chelsea. 115 million pounds, I think is what I read. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. In addition, um, I guess the PSG has like reserved the Eiffel Tower, which is pretty crazy, for the 10th, which is the day after tomorrow. Today, Sunday, August 8th. Um, and, you know, usually they, they reserve it when they're making their big announcements for players. Apparently, Messi is going to be going tomorrow to Paris to do a physical. He had his final Barcelona press conference today. Real emotional. Everybody was crying. Uh, well, not everybody was crying. Messi was crying. A lot of people were upset. Um, it was definitely hard to watch, you know. Um, not not because, you know, every, people were upset, but just because it's like the end of an era. Like, it's, it's Messi has become part of the furniture of Barcelona. The only thing I can compare it to is New England Patriots fans. Um, seeing Tom Brady leave and go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in American football. So I, I guess it would be similar to seeing Ronaldo when he was leaving Real Madrid, but you know he's bounced around to a couple of teams. Messi has been in the Barcelona organization since he was 15 years old. So that that is nuts. And I apologize if somebody outside with their stupid motorcycle or their stupid car or whatever got a little bit of background noise going on there hopefully it doesn't translate too much onto the recording but um so yeah so it, it was pretty pretty emotional to see he was he was definitely emotional um but i would think now if he does go to paris it is going to be ridiculous for the rest of the teams in europe to try to keep up with paris you're gonna have mbappe messi and neymar up front like that is <laughs> That's scary. That, that's terrible. But not only that, they brought in Wijnaldum from Liverpool. Uh, they got Hakimi from Inter Milan and Donnarumma from AC Milan. I mean, it, it's it's going to be ridiculous to to watch them play. Like it it really is going to be scary. And forget the teams in in France because you know they're going to win that. They're going to win that league easily, uh, in my opinion. Um, but think about it. They still have. Verratti, Marquinhos, Sergio Ramos is there. Don't forget about that. Uh, Kempembe, I already mentioned uh, Hakimi. They still have Kazawa that's there. Um, Icardi's still there. You know, Julian Draxler's still there. That team is going to be ridiculous. I can't think of a single defense except for maybe like the 2019-2020 Liverpool that would be able to keep up with those three. Yeah, Messi is... You know, thirty. I think Neymar is going to be turning thirty in a you know a year or two or whatever. But you got Mbappe, who's one of the fastest players in Europe. That that's going to be tough. I think the only way that they don't win the Champions League is if they somehow defeat themselves. Um, that that <laughs> that team is going to be a problem for a lot of teams outside of France playing in Europe. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, keep in mind they lost the league last year to Lille, but it's going to be, it's going to be crazy to see. First off, it's going to be crazy to see those three play together up front. Uh, Mbappe, Messi, and Neymar. I wonder what, is it going to be 
M-N-M, like M-N-M. Yo, that's crazy. I just came up with that. That's nuts. But anyway, it's going to be crazy to see those those three play up front. But before that, it's going to be crazy to see Messi wearing a different shirt, you know, as the season starts. You know, when this press conference that everybody's expecting to have happen on Tuesday, um, or the reveal, I should say, that that's going to be a it's going to be a shock. It, it, it really is. So during the press conference, Messi said that he actually wanted to stay at Barcelona. Barcelona wanted him to stay for obvious reasons. But apparently he blamed La Liga for him having to leave. Um, his kids wanted to stay. His wife wanted to stay. They were happy in Barcelona. But, you know, league rules are league rules. Barcelona has been, you know, kind of mismanaged financially. So uh, that's one of the reasons why he has to move on. And, uh, you know, for us, the benefit of seeing him play in another country, another team um, with two other outstanding you know, players in attack and this rebuilt, essentially, uh, PSG team is going to be it's going to be wild. It's going to be wild to see. And you know, I've been talking to people about how terrible the um, the the deal is that the, the French League has as far as like, you know, being able to see the games. Um, I definitely see them being there being some type of improvement on the deal uh, because Messi will be there. I mean, I know I probably pay five bucks a month to be able to watch just see PSG play. And the French League is, you know, it is what it is. But I, I would probably pay 60 bucks a year just to, to be able to see that. But luckily, you know, if you've got Paramount Plus like I do, be able to watch them play in the Champions League, which would be pretty, pretty nice to see. So. Um, all right, I'm going to get into my notes here because I'm just rambling now about Messi. Um, but as I mentioned, French League started this weekend, so I'm going to start off with them. Um, match day one, Friday, we had Monaco and Nantes play to a 1-1 draw. Yesterday, it was Lille and Brest, 1-1 draw. And then Troya one, Paris Saint-Germain 2. Troya team is is special because they were just bought last year by... The Football City Group, which is the the group that owns Manchester, or excuse me, Manchester City, NYCFC, uh, Melbourne City, and all these other city named um, clubs. So I, I expect to see a bunch of money get pumped into that team probably over the next five to ten years uh, to definitely be a challenge to some of the bigger teams um, in France. Um, today we had uh, Rene play to a one-one draw against Lens. Bordeaux lost to newcomers Clermont Foot. They just got promoted last year. They defeated Bordeaux two to zero. Nice and Rems played to a zero zero draw. Saint Etienne and FC Lorient played to a one one draw. Strasbourg fell to Angers two to zero. Metz and Lille played to a three three draw. And the game between Montpellier and Marseille is going on as I record this. So um, all the other leagues are starting. In the next coming weeks, uh, so the Bundesliga starts this coming Friday, Friday the 13th. Um, that'll be Borussia Mönchengladbach hosting Bayern Munich on Friday. Um, Serie A starts the following weekend on Saturday. Um, let's see, La Liga starts this Friday. Also, Valencia hosting Catafe will be the first match of the of the new season, as well as the Premier League starting this coming Friday. It'll be Brentford hosting Arsenal. That'll be pretty, uh, I don't know, all these leagues starting at the same time, you, you got to love it. I mean, the French League got in there early, even though 
you would think that the Premier League would start earlier because they play so many games with FA Cup and Carabao Cup and all that. But uh, I'm just happy that it, that the season's going to be back. And you know, we we've been spoiled this year. And you know, a lot of people dubbed it the the summer of football or the summer of soccer because we had the Concacaf Champions League, we had the Euros, we had the Copa America, we had the Olympic tournaments. Uh, it seems like there's been football going on since last year. You know, so we we have been spoiled, and we we basically get a season, or excuse me, a season starting without a, a major break, um, which is pretty nice. I'm not gonna lie, that's that's pretty nice. Don't forget the MLS is still playing here in in the U.S. Um, and some of the other, you know, the unknown leagues, I guess, in in Europe have also started. Um, so we we definitely lucked out. We we got a lot of football, and keep in mind this is gonna be the last full season. Uh, before the weird Winter World Cup comes next year in 2022. Um, still looking. I've been talking about that for like two years now, about how it's going to affect uh, the domestic leagues in Europe. Um, I'm still interested to see how, how it's going to do it and how the teams are planning on if they're going to have a winter break, how they're going to do it, You know how much they're going to adjust their schedule just to be able to, to fit that in. Uh, but they have to go... If they if they haven't started planning for it, I think they still have time, but um, they may want to start to solidify that as soon as as soon as possible. So, um, let's see, Super Cup. So Lille last year was a surprise, and I, I could be wrong. I didn't look this up, but they won the league. I'm pretty sure they won the uh, the French Cup, but they also won the French Super Cup, the Trophée des Champions, um, last week. They defeated Paris Saint-Germain one to zero, so that's three trophies for them in this calendar year, which is pretty impressive, especially when you consider how dominant PSG has been. I mean, that would mean that PSG did not win anything last year in in France, well, in Europe too. Um, yesterday we had the uh, the FA Community Shield between the winners of last year's FA Cup and the winners of the Premier League. Leicester versus Man City. Man City won that match 1-0. Other Super Cups we got coming up. Um, we got the UEFA Super Cup coming up, actually, this Wednesday. Chelsea versus Villarreal. I believe they're playing that game in Russia. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot of football coming up. A whole lot. Plus, there's still the Super Cups for Spain, uh, Italy. The Spanish one is weird because there's four teams in it. I don't think they're going to be playing that until... I think after the new year, uh, the Italian Super Cup, I'm not, there, I, th- I don't think a date has been determined yet um, for that one. So um, in the coming weeks, we are going to have the German Super Cup. That'll be another Der Klassiker, as people call it, between Bayern and Dortmund. Um, that should be a pretty interesting match. Um, I'm just looking forward to the season starting, being able to watch Stuttgart. Um as well as Man City, I'm not gonna lie. Looking forward to seeing how Man City um, measure up, and you know them bringing in Jack Grealish, how that's going to affect the team, and how he's going to integrate into the team. I never realized how low that dude wears his socks. I don't even know if he's wearing shin guards because that dude wears his socks pretty pretty low. I think he's trying to say that his legs are too big, but whatever. Welcome to the club. Um, we have the the start at the the German Pokal, the German Cup, uh, Stuttgart. My number one club, they defeated BFC Dynamo. 
Um, I think they're like a really lower level side. Uh, but Stuttgart defeated them 6-0. to zero. I have high hopes for Stuttgart, hopefully at least this season, finishing in the top seven so they can make it into at least some European competition. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. We'll see what happens. Like I said, I have, I have high hopes for this team this year. They're going to start the season. They got you know some people coming off of injury. Wamangatuka, which it's not the name that he's going to be going by, but until I can figure out how to pronounce his actual name, uh, I'll just call him Silas. Uh, he's going to be facing that suspension for you know using a false name under his old agent. Um, he's going to be out for three months, but he's injured, so you know the suspension and the injury are kind of coinciding. So it's not that bad, but he probably won't be coming in until November. Um, you know, hopefully Stuttgart will be able to hold their own and uh, not fall fall too far back, lose too many points, um, so that you know when the turn of the, the new year comes, 2022, they're still like right there, maybe hopefully in the top 10. That would be phenomenal if they can do that. Um, yeah, like I said, just I have high high hopes for for Stuttgart. So they're moving on to the next round of the Deutsche Pokal. We'll see how the draw is. Um, they they did pretty well last year. I, j- I just have high hopes for them. Um, I'm just glad that uh, they did not re- get relegated, and hopefully, in six months, I'm not talking about them surviving relegation. Hopefully, I'm talking about them being in some type of you know top seven fight to be able to play in a European competition next year, which would be absolutely great. That'd be dope. So, um, yeah, that's all I got. I'm um, just I'm looking forward to. This season, the club season starting, really excited about it. You know, the summer was great with all the national team competitions, but I'm ready for for club level football to start. That's definitely my favorite. Absolutely love it. So, um, yeah, like I said, that's all I got, guys. So, um, I will talk to you guys next week. We'll definitely have a show next week. I know I say that all the time, and then something happens, and I, I can't, but... With the new season starting, Bundesliga especially starting uh, this coming weekend, next Monday or Tuesday, I will definitely have a show. Uh, But I want to thank you guys for sticking with me. Thank you guys for listening. Um, Continue to hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, email. Um, I enjoy hearing from you guys. Thank you so much for listening. You guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your masks. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your families. And uh, thanks for listening. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.